Hello, hello, and thank you for tuning in to Tim and Friends, my podcast dedicated to learning from my friends. I believe that everyone, including my friends, have amazing stories to tell. And in those stories are lessons of failure and success, pride and regret. And what I'd like to do is distill those lessons down into ways that can transfer to your life. And at the very least, I hope you find the stories interesting. Today, I'm talking with my friend, Danielle, who I've known for almost 25 years. Throughout our entire friendship, she's been someone that I've turned to for advice. This conversation is pretty parenthood focused today, even more so than some of our past conversations. But still, I don't think it's any less transferable to folks who aren't parents or who aren't even thinking about becoming parents. We discuss things like how to thrive under less than ideal circumstances, things like the death of a parent, or infertility, or say like a global pandemic. Her workload and work ethic really inspire me, especially as I'm still trying to figure out this parenthood stuff and even just how to be an adult sometimes. She makes everything that she does look super effortless. And as we discuss, it's anything but effortless. We also discuss how a strong focus on self-care can help enable all the things that she does. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Danielle. I'm here with one of my oldest friends, Danielle. Thanks for being on the show today. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited to have you on today because I know that you are incredibly busy. You're probably my only friend who I need to make plans with at least three months in advance. (laughs) And I don't know if that's because you don't like me very much or you really are that busy. I feel like, though, that goes both ways. It's not just my calendar. Yours is equally as busy as mine. I don't think that's totally true. But you've always had a lot going on. And this was even before you had kids. And now you've got a couple of kids. And I feel like you're doing even more now than you were before. And which is why I think your handle, Danielle Does It All, is super appropriate. And so maybe a place to start is just about that handle. What does that mean to you and how did you come up with that? Well, uh, I guess so. My handle used to be, I used to just have D. Saratelli, right? That was my private one. And then I started this whole, I'm obsessed with Red and the Runway. I don't know if you know that about me, right? I'm sure you do. Every single one of your posts for a really long time was just about Ray <laughs> And I was like, does she work there or something? My... Or does she just have a lot of free time to try on a lot of clothes? Dave actually like gets annoyed about how much I love. He thinks I love Rent the Runway more than him. But I just, it's like the greatest invention ever. So I'm so obsessed with it that one day I was at work and I was like, you know, I should just like start a Rent the Runway Instagram to post all my outfits because every day I'm wearing an outfit, literally. And so maybe like out of this, I could become some kind of like influencer or get like free stuff. Wouldn't that be cool? Right. That's that's how this all started. Okay. so I made this rent the runway handle and I did that for like almost a year. And then I just like I'm part of their ambassador program and stuff, but it's actually not the greatest thing ever. It's okay. I get some free stuff. It's cool. But anyway, then I just like I'm doing all this stuff all the time and I work like all these jobs and I have the kids, you know, and I do all this stuff. So I was like, I need to change my handle. Like I can't just be dedicated to rent the runway, right? Because I do everything. And that's how that's it. That's it. That's my story. Danielle does yeah. it all. <laughs> that, that, that makes a lot of sense. 
And so are you still getting like Rent Runway every day? Because like, I, I don't know if you're, you know this about me, but I'm a little neurotic. And so like, but once like the COVID stuff started, I was like, we are not getting any more packages. We are not getting takeout. <laughs> I've since then lightened up a lot, but uh, are you still getting a lot of Rent Runway stuff? I am, yeah. I'm like on their unlimited program. So I, every week get five items that I send back. And it and because we're so close to the warehouse, within like two days, I have my rentals back. So there's a two to three day gap where I don't have. And I mm. wear, you know, I wear my gym clothes and I don't snap pictures <laughs> those days. But all the other days I look really cute. So cool cool uh so you kind of alluded to the fact that like you don't just do rent runway right now um can you talk a little bit about some of the other things that you're up to sure okay so i have my full-time job with my family we have a family business lci graphics it's a printing company um and i'm kind of in line to take that over but you know the printing industry itself is kind of it's kind of a dying industry so i'm hoping there's some way we can turn that around it's been tough through covid we've been struggling a bit so Things are starting to pick up a little bit, so fingers crossed that continues. So I have that, which is my normal eight hour a day. Then I do some part-time work with my brother as an assistant. He has a production company, and I do a lot of his bookkeeping and scheduling and just stuff like that. Like I can do some creative stuff too, but I, you have to be with him more and I'm not there. So I can't do, I'd like to get more into that though, whenever I have more time in life. Um, also I have a side baking company called Cottage and Whisk that I do. It started as just like a fun thing. Once a week, my girlfriend and I would get together and bake like when I was pregnant with Layla, actually my first daughter. And, um, it just turned into like, you know, friends would order and then like they'd recommend us to other people. And now it's, and even through actually COVID has been really big for us. And we've really been getting a ton of orders where it's almost hard to keep up and we have to, we say no now to people, which is like cool, but like not cool. Like I don't want to say no, but it's super time consuming and the pay isn't great, but it's fun and I like it. Yeah, I, I think that's like, that's one of the things that I struggle with too. It's like we have our, our nine to five job that pays the bills and, but we have these creative outlets like doing a podcast or the baking. You know, how, how do you balance that? Well, I got to pay the bills. I got to feed the kids obviously versus the things that I really enjoy doing. Right. So, um, I keep my nine to five obviously cause that pays the bills and, um, I furloughed a little bit through COVID, but I'm, I'm back now and I'm good. But Dave actually had to take a pretty big pay cut and we struggled a little bit. Um, but so I took on another job. Yeah. So, um, this actually was not strictly because of, we needed more money, but it just so happened in April, my stepsister like came to me and she was selling this beauty counter stuff. And I was, mm-hmm. I actually bought out of pity. <laughs> like kind kind of like oh god like she's selling somehow I was actually like how could she be involved with some kind of company like this and I didn't know anything about it I just thought it was some MLM you know and then so I bought loved the products I started doing some research and now I'm in this deep hole Tim like you don't even understand like I have I am like like I just I don't even I'll tell you a little bit more about it later but basically like I think everything is toxic and terrible for you and like I've wiped out everything in my house and brought in all this clean stuff and so I've got really into that. I'm actually doing really well with that. And that's really supplemented quite a bit for us. So that that's great. We're doing that. Um, and I forgot the question you asked me because I went on a side tangent. I don't know what I'm supposed to be talking about now. Oh, actually, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I've already moved on from the question. Oh. But you, you mentioned one thing, MLM. What is, what is that? An M- MLM is like, you know, like those companies, like pyramid schemes, people call oh, them. Where okay, like yeah, yeah. So basically, like you have people sell under you and you can make more money that way. But... 
this company specifically, like you don't have to buy through a consultant. They have their own like e-commerce website. They have boutiques around the country. And so it's not so MLM-y, I guess, if you want to say. And their mission is really great. I really... So no, I don't know if you want me to talk about that, but anyway. I, I've definitely appreciated the text messages that you sent me <laughs> like, hey, throw out everything. This is all toxic. <laughs> I really go for that um, scare tactic where I tell people like, you know, um, if you use this, you're going to die. So yeah. here's what you should be using. Yeah, especially when you start talking about kids too, because like parents will, will just do anything for our kids it's like it's crazy and i don't even mean to be like i'm not just trying to scare you but i'm pretty serious like because you know and i know you wanted to talk to this like my infertility right um i think because we're it's unexplained and there was no reason we couldn't get pregnant and but maybe like all the products we've been using in life and all the environmental stressors and like all this other stuff like combined i'm not saying it's just the products i'm using or or the mattress i'm sleeping on things like you know but everything together, I really think that may have made me infertile, you know, and I, I would like to do whatever I can to help Layla and my son not be. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I, since you brought that up, I'd love to talk more about that experience. But before we dive into that, just even before you had kids, like, did you always know that you wanted to have kids? Like, what was your thought process going to that? And and I, and I asked that just like my suspicion is that you and I, are similar that we came from kind of like big families. We had extended families that we spent a lot of time with. So like I knew that I wanted to have kids because I was just around a lot of family. And so like I knew I wanted to start a family. And I'm just wondering like what was your thought process before you had your kids? So this is funny. Like growing up, I always thought, you know, I'd want kids and stuff. But then as I got into my 20s and I partied a lot, like and I really <laughs> partied a lot, like because I – I did well right out of college, you know, I got a house, I had like the party house, I lived with friends, and we just every weekend had stuff going on. And at that point in my life, I was very serious about not wanting kids. I was like, I do mm. not want kids, like I want to travel, and I traveled a lot, you know, yeah. I want to travel, I want to party. And even when I met Dave, like we both kind of agreed we were okay. We both didn't have this like urge to have kids. And we were like, no, oh, we don't really need kids. We don't want kids. And then one day we got married and then the next day we're trying to get pregnant and, you know, and then we couldn't. So that was fun. You know? Yeah. I'm not sure if I, I went to like the full extreme of, you know, being okay with not having kids. I think like you, I just kind of always, whether through like societal norms or family pressure or whatever, I never thought it was negative. Like I'm just going to have kids. But I think like the moment for, for us when we decided like, yeah, we really want this is actually when we had our first miscarriage. And it's like, you go through this period where you try, you try, you get pregnant and you're it's like the happiest you've ever been for like two weeks only to like have that taken away so quickly. And I think it was like how much of a void was created, even though it's like so early and so soon that like that's when we knew we wanted to start a family. And like now that we have a family, like we cannot imagine our lives any different way. And so, yeah, maybe we can talk into the the fertility stuff. Like what, what was that process like? And just like that general experience and, and whether that kind of influenced how you are as a mother and um, like how you go about your parenting, knowing that like you went through a different experience and say um, what like my wife and I went through. So I think, okay, infertility was awful. It was really, really awful. And I know some people had it, you know, way worse than me. Like we were, we had unexplained infertility. So we did um, a couple rounds of like uh, IUIs and then we did an IVF um, and we got a bunch of eggs out of it. Our first uh, transfer did not work. 
and then the set the frozen embryo worked so like we had like five i want to say like five like negatives before we got our first positive and that was over that was like two years of work so i mean i didn't understand i've always been a very happy person you know like and i've had some trauma in my life but i've always had like a positive i don't know i've, I've never really felt into like a depression or anything and then like going through infertility was the first time I've ever felt like some sort of depression. Like I didn't sit home and like cry all the time or anything, but I felt very like down and I was like, wow, like a depression is real. Like, cause I, kind of, I always looked at people and like snap out of it. Like I was such like a bitch about, it, you know, like, am I allowed to say that? I'm sorry, but say whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was always like, you know, snap out of it. Like just be happy. Like, you know, and then that happened. I was like, oh, I get it. Like I understand depression now. Like, not that I was at the full, like I didn't need medicine or anything, but it was hard. That was really hard. And, um, you know, I think I have a very special bond with Layla because she, it was just so hard, like getting our first child, like with Davy was also a frozen embryo because we tried for, I'd say like six months before we transferred the frozen embryo again. And, but it's just like, it was a different feeling like the first time around, like that first pregnancy, like was so amazing it was like so cool you know and yeah. I ca I carried really well with Layla and Davey not so much like so <laughs> Layla was cooler so <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah one I'm just I'm so sorry that was such a difficult time and thank you for sharing that um what moms have to go through and do like yeah it was hard for me when we had the miscarriage and you know I, I don't want to speak on behalf of Dave like I'm sure he was super supportive I just it's it's a different experience when you have to go through it yourself and like that's just something I'll never understand and I'm just so appreciative of all the moms out there who have to do all this work uh, and continue yeah. to do all this work and I mean I mean Dave was supportive but still he probably doesn't understand like what I went through you know what I mean and that was also like your marriage too like that sex itself becomes a chore you know what i mean it's not fun anymore because you're like just trying to get pregnant like and you're counting the days and the hours and do this and do that and like i mean i don't like there were some points i don't want to get too into his gross but i'm gonna pull back a minute here but like there it was it was crazy and then you know we'd fight too of course we fought because it's like he i was like you don't understand like what i'm going through and he's just like well if you would just you know relax and not be so stressed and i'm like Oh, now it's my fault, you know, <laughs> you know, like, but it all, it all works in the end. It's crazy. So before we completely just bash him, um, <laughs> I, if, from the, my outside perspective, I, I, I feel like he's been really supportive through this, like Danielle does it all, um, this transformation, um, yeah. maybe we could say some good things yeah. about him as well. Dave is amazing. Like he's so, I'm very, uh, I'm, I want to say I'm cool, but I am definitely high strung. Like I'm type A personality. I, I'm very structured. I need to have a plan. I'm always doing something like I can't even, I like I like have this like fantasy in my head of like not working and like being a stay at home mom, but like there, I would never be able to do it. Like there is zero chance that I could sit home for more than one to two hours and like just relax. Like it's just not me. Like, and he's the, he's the total opposite of me. So it just like brings me, it levels me. He keeps me cool, you know? And like, He's just, yeah, he's been totally supportive with everything I do. Like, he, it's not like he's, like, standing next to me, like, go, 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 Danielle. But he's, like, you know, just, he does all the dishes because I am i don't have time. Like, he cleans the entire house. I haven't done laundry. This is funny, actually. Like, um, when Layla had seizures when she was younger, we were in the hospital, and 
my friends came to my house to take care of my dog and like clean for me and stuff like that. And they text me and they're like, how do you, you know, do this in your washer? And I was like, oh, I've, I've never done laundry in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but when Dave worked at UPS, I did end up doing a load or two here or there. Yeah. Like I've literally done you maybe three, three or four loads, but I've never done laundry in this house. And like this, it's a fancy washer. I don't know how to use it. Like <laughs> he's really great in many ways. Like. And I'm we judging have, you so hard right I now. Know, I know, I know. We have our jobs. Like, he does this and I do that. And that's just how it is. And it works for us. And that's how we get by. I don't know. Okay, total tangent. Like, how many loads of laundry do you think you do on a daily basis right now? Because the reason I say that is with a two-year-old at home who's going to daycare and a newborn who spits up constantly, <laughs> we do, like, one, at least one load a day. It's usually multiple loads a day, every yeah. day. I mean, I, I don't know what he does. He does, I mean... I want to say there must be at least five to six loads a week minimum, right? Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. I, I don't know. Uh, you're yeah. asking the wrong person, Tim. You okay, want Dave? Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get Dave on. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but don't okay. forget, I rent all my clothes, so... Oh, that's true. So yeah, there's a lot of... A lot, a lot less for me. So, so. so you would do even more if you if you didn't. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so bringing, bringing it back. Um, <laughs> now, you, you're doing all this stuff. Do you think that you would be doing even more with kids or did like having kids ever inspire you to do more? And just to give you a little context, like where my head's at, like I, I have firmly told myself there's nothing I can't do just because I have kids. I might need to do things a little differently. Like I probably can't go skydiving with them yet, but like (laughs) at some point, you know, why, why can't we do that trip or why can't we travel the world again? And so like, with you, do you think that you, you've been inspired to do more or would you be doing less or like, how do you think about that? So I have this whole like philosophy in life, right? Um, where I think if I'm not taking care of myself, then how can I take care of my family, right? So really important to me is my self care and like, and just being healthy and stuff. So, and doing what I want to do as well, like to an extent, like you said, right? Like, but so I make sure I'm happy and doing all the things I need to do. And then in turn, everyone else is happy. That's just, I don't know. I, I'm, I feel like I have not slowed down with kids. I feel like I do just as much, if not more. And I don't know how I do it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll need to unpack that a little <laughs> bit. You alluded to it earlier, how you've always been, I think maybe I'm making, putting words in your mouth, but like really organized. And I remember when we were pregnant with our first kid and I texted you about like sleep training or something like that. And you like to like the hour of the day, you were giving me ideas of like, this is when they need to eat this is when they yeah. slept. And like, <laughs> I think your kids were sleep trained by the time they were like eight weeks old or something like that. They and both were. Yeah. So like, were you, were you always organized or did like having kids make you even more organized? Um, I feel like I've always been, I've always had this personality where, and I'm organized and have a schedule. Right. So, I was very frightened of having kids and not being not being able to sleep or do you know everything I need to do. Sleep is really important to me. That's like one of my things. Um, I know you yes, want to. Yes, I've always me, known that about you. How do I do it all? Right? Like, yeah, that's really true. My friends, like when we used to party, like call me grandma because I would disappear upstairs and go to sleep at eight o'clock. Like that's what I do. Like I need my eight hours of sleep, like to function normally. And I wake when I wake up. I wake up like I know people can't see me, but I wake up like like this and (laughs) Dave hates me (laughs) I'm such a morning person and like I don't want to chill at night don't don't ask me to hang out so sleep right no tv I don't really watch tv that's another thing that's how I do it all I guess 
Um, what was I talking about? Do you <laughs> yeah, we just, like, we're going all over the place. I what? do this a lot, and I'm really sorry. I talk. I I, honestly, I don't even remember the question right now. I'm oh, just oh the fun. schedule, right? Yes, I've always oh. had a schedule. So, yeah, I was really, really into this whole sleep training thing. And I'll tell you this book, 12, 12 weeks, what is it? 12 hours sleep by 12 weeks old, right? Yeah. Today I sent to you. I don't know if you used it. I don't know if you liked it. But let me tell you, it worked like a charm for me. Like, really good. My kids were both sleeping 12 hours a night by eight, eight and a half weeks old. And Layla, I take all credit for doing that all myself. Second time around, I had a sleep nurse, um, a night nurse, for the first five weeks of Davy's life, mm -hmm. um, which was helpful because I went right back to work. Uh, I'll give you all the credit in the world, but I think you hit the jackpot <laughs> with the kids I, there. That too. They're good sleepers. Yeah, they're good sleepers. And they weren't colicky or anything like that. So I got lucky, I guess. I don't know. I think I'm really good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, shifting gears a little bit, uh, talk a little bit more about like your past. And do you think that your your upbringing and the time that you spent with your folks, your grandparents, um, like what did you learn from them in terms of how you raise your own kids? Uh, my family growing up were super family oriented, right? Um, I have a big Italian family. We were always together. Um, I, my grandparents basically kind of raised me because my parents split when I was super young. So my dad and my grandparents were kind of like, uh, always that they kind of just did everything with us. And I still saw my mom on the weekends and stuff. So it's not like she was absent in my life at all. Um, and yeah, I totally carried that over. When, when I first met Dave, he was so confused about my family, like, you know, because he was like, so you work with them and you see them every day and then you want to spend Sundays with them too? I'm like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause like when we're working, it's not like we're hanging out. Like, I mean, sometimes, you know, we do that too, but like, yeah, I want to see my family every single day. I could totally hang out with them. Like a lot of people, I guess, can't have family businesses and stuff, but we all work really well together. And so, you know, my grandfather, my grandma used to work, and my dad both worked there before they passed. And now it's just myself, my uncle, and grandpa left. So, and that's another thing about carrying on the family business. Like, it's not going to be a family business anymore, you know? Yeah. Right? I don't know. But you're doing all these other things. And <laughs> um, who knows? Who knows? Like, you might start your own new family business. You already got a family brand, right? And so we'll, we'll see who how they pick that up. Yeah. I'm excited. And... So you, you grew up with and working with your grandparents. You know, what do you think it's going to be like uh, if you're comfortable talking about it? Because I, I know that um, they're, your kids are going to be short a couple of grandparents. And um, particularly, they're not going to have grandfathers on both sides. Um, yeah. Well, well, at least like blood. And, and I know that there's, um, I guess, grandfather figures, if you want to put it in their lives, who, who are great people as well. Um, but what do you think that's going to be like? Yeah, that really sucks. Like, there's really no other way to put it. Like, so, yeah, Dave's dad passed in 2009, and then my dad passed in 2011. So I neither of us had met each other's uh, father. And I just, my dad would have been, like, the best grandpa ever. So that's just, what a void, like, that they'll never know, you know? So I guess for them, it's probably not so bad. But, like, I'm just super sad about that. And I... I don't know. My grandfather's still around, but he's, you know, he's getting a lot older. He has Parkinson's. Um, 
but he's actually, we're building onto my uncle, so he's going to be really close. Um, he should be moving oh, in there great. within like a month or two. Yeah. And so we could swing by there all the time. But I try like once a week to get him to see the kids anyway. Um, but he can't, you know, do things really with them. It's not like he can, he's not walking well at this point. So uh, I, I think, you know, I think they're fine and they're happy and we have uncles and aunts and lots of family around, but just that whole grandfather thing is really, really, that sucks. So I just, he was always so welcoming. Your house was always like the most decked out for Halloween (laughs) and Christmas, the game rooms and all the activities. Like he, he, first of all, he would be so proud and he, he would have had so much fun and, um, just, you know, sorry, he's not here. Thanks. You know, RJ actually just moved back my little brother. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that's cool. We have him and the kids around now. So even more family. Like, he's got he's got a he's got one or two. Two, and they're oh. both right around the same as my kids. That's so. great. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Cool. Um, so I'm gonna take a left turn here and just okay. kind of. What's the worst parenting advice you think you ever got? The worst parenting advice. Um, okay, so like, this is funny, right? Because this is not bad advice at all. But somebody had told me that they wanted to warn me, right? What this one I'm talking, she's like, breastfeeding is so hard, right? Like, mm-hmm. and she kept, and, and like was really, and like scared me. So I was doing all this research and stuff. And like, I mean, I know it's hard for a lot of people, but for me, it just like flowed, right? Like, so I had no issue with Layla. I breastfed for, I pumped actually, because, you know, I had to count exactly how much she was eating because I need her to yeah, sleep and all, right? Because yeah. I'm crazy, right? All that. So, um, that in turn like wasn't bad advice but it actually like made me realize that i should warn people about the truth right <laughs> so that i actually consider that the best advice because i thought that was so cool that she did that even though it, it meant nothing to me mm-hmm. because now whenever my friends get pregnant and stuff i warn them that like the first three months of like your child's life is awful like and <laughs> I'm serious. Listen, all you pregnant mothers out there. Three months is so hard. It's mm-hmm. so hard. And nobody tells you that. And, and, like, everyone thinks you're supposed to be happy and, like, feel connected and stuff. And it's fine to not feel, like, mm-hmm. to not, like, bond right away or to, like, be depressed. Like, it's normal and it's okay. And I want everyone to be sad and it's okay and know that it's okay. It's really annoying that people don't tell you that. Yeah. So. We're, we're to- my, my daughter is is still in that time range so we're like we're still in the thick of it where she she's still night feeding we're we're not as cool as you and get her sleeping 12 <laughs> hours by 12 weeks or eight weeks Sorry. rather um but you're right it's it's ugly in the beginning and but it's so know, hard it's so hard there's a payoff yes yeah, yeah it's all great it's great i'm exhausted it's fine <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted all the time. i don't know how we're doing this yeah i know <laughs> This has been a really fun conversation. I'm so glad that we were able to schedule this. Before we cut out, is there anything else that you want to just add? Hmm. Uh, let's see. Are you sure you talked to me about everything? You didn't forget anything? Nobody had nothing else you want to ask me? I'm sure I left some things <laughs> out. There are more like, you know, talking points, just like suggestions. Oh, okay. But yeah, is there anything that you wish that I asked? No, I just want to make sure you got it all. I want people to really know Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> And, and if you think of something next time, we'll, we'll schedule this again. And okay. we'll, we'll do it again. How are, you, how are you feeling right now? How was this conversation? Was it good? Should I wait till we're off air to ask these questions? <laughs> I need to know. Uh. Danielle, thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> I love it.
love you. I'm looking this forward to fun. doing this again. I love you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, review, or share with friends. This podcast is made for and with friends. If you know someone who has an interesting story to tell, including yourself, please check the show notes for ways to reach out. Until next time.